I broke everything. I'm a vampire. Kill me. Kill me. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. Am I getting through to you? Over! Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Vampire's Piss. This is a very special episode. It is our first international episode, because I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Essen. I'm connecting to this podcast from Turkey, Istanbul to be specific. It is hella rainy out today and I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I am I'm so excited to have you. I feel like this podcast has been uh unfortunately American. We have so many it's just we've just been looking at this from one angle and I feel like we need the angle we need every angle on this movie and I'm excited to hear what you think about it. Um <laughs> uh, when you, this has been a bit of a, a Herculean task of like trying to record this because I'm really bad with time zones already with like me being mm -hmm. on the east coast and or on the west coast and Matt being on the east coast you are like a full 11 hours ahead of me so yeah we're like on the opposite ends of the world it's crazy it's so cool um, I uh, I'm <laughs> It's like it's still Monday here. It's like nighttime, um, and it I is believe eight forty-seven a.m. on a Tuesday, <laughs> right now. Sorry. Also, um, you're gonna be able to hear my cat probably the whole way through because he's just like that. <laughs> he's got thoughts about the podcast. He he want he yep. wants to talk about the movie. I'm assuming you watched the movie with your cat. Um. Only a bit of it, but then he got hungry and he went to go eat. Mm. So now he's investigating the um, the undersides of my bookshelf because nice. he's looking for his his little balls that he plays with. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, what did you think of the movie? I I'm I'm excited to hear what because uh, we went to film school together. Um, I feel like we we did we saw a lot of weird stuff in our various classes and got exposed to a lot of cool things. Um, I would love to know what you think about this uh, this movie. Okay, so um, my first and like most important thought while watching the whole movie was like, and I'm being entirely serious, but also like. I I liked it by the end. I did mm -hmm. it throughout, but I liked it by the end because it's so camp. <laughs> and I was like is like what is the purpose of this film? Like I'm I was asking myself <laughs> this question the whole time. I was like who like why did they come up with this and like who approved it and like why like, what was the purpose? What is the message that we're trying to be said? Oreo, stop. Oh, my God. Uh, the answer might actually disappoint you quite a bit. 
because I... Oh, no. <laughs> it's been, like, throughout most of this podcast, I've done very little research about this movie. Me and Matt both, we've, <laughs> we've done, like, our own weird sort of osmosis-type research slash just mm-hmm. making things up. Um, but some my, my friend sent me an article recently that had a lot of weird details in it about this movie. And unfortunately, Ooh. one of the things about this movie is... I think this movie, the guy who wrote it, wrote it while his he was in like a bad place in his relationship and like wrote it about breaking up with his girlfriend or something. Like, I think that the vampire and Alva are both supposed to be his girlfriend. So, <laughs> like, okay. with this in mind, all of the lines in the movie become extremely obvious. That's so worrying. Did that person R-word anyone? I don't know. I I hope not. I hope, I, I, I hope not. Yeah. Um, I mean, he... Crazy. It's he funny su- because, wait, you said you needed all angles. I am, I just broke up with my partner of like oh, two and a half no. years. A few so weeks sorry. ago. Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh. Um, it's it's okay. We're fine. Um, mm, like, well, I'm glad to hear that. It was a... It was a not chaotic mm. breakup. I I was the one initiating it. Mm. So yeah, um, I wish him all the best in life. Anyways, not like the director of this movie mm-hmm. or the writer. <laughs> well, yeah, the, that's I think our the, biggest difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think the it was like reading the article was super weird because. The writer, he was supposed to be the director as well, but when it came time, when like the movie was cast, because also his 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 like ex was the one who was producing the movie as well. Like she read That's the script, she read the script, and she was like, <laughs> she was like, oh my god, I want to make this, this happen. This movie Let's is about put this me. Out there. <laughs> Yeah, she was like shocked, but she was like, "This is good. Let's put it out." Uh, and then they like cast the oh movie God. and everything. And then by the time like production was supposed to start, um, the writer Robert Minion he was like, "I hate being in this place in my life. This is I wrote this in a dark place in my life, and I'm still in a dark place. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm quitting." And then he just quit the movie. Um, and then Robert Bierman came on. It, wow. it wasn't Robert. It was Joseph Minion and Robert Bierman, the director, came on and uh, took it over. Which, you know, I don't know a lot about Robert Bierman. I don't know a lot about this other guy, Joseph Minion. But uh, it, it, the the results speaks for itself, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, so. I realize that I haven't really answered your question. Mm-hmm. Uh, lucky for you, I always take notes while I'm watching movies because I'm crazy. And nah, um, I'm, I'm the same my way. My <laughs> first, the first, um, what is? I don't know what that's called. But like my, the first thing I wrote is I miss New York because I feel like yes, like in the in the style of like a film school teacher, I want to mm-hmm. say like. New York is a character in this movie. <laughs> it's just like Sex in the City. Insanely, I'm gonna sound insanely pretentious, but like I feel like <laughs> New York is a character, and it's like mm-hmm. trapping 
all these people in these situations. It's like mm-hmm. an evil force somehow. Yeah. Because I just see no other explanation as to why anything that happened happened. It's mm-hmm. just like New York is evil and is trying to destroy you. I feel like. Um, and you still miss it. But yes, because I know that's a film. <laughs> yes, I true. I also miss but, New York. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my second most important thought is I've always thought this and I, a lot of people disagree with me and I don't understand why, but I feel like Nicolas Cage is one of the ugliest people I've ever laid eyes on. And so like, I kind of respect him for like following his dreams, you know, like just being like, I'm going to do what I love to do. I'm going to change my name. I'm not going to use my, like, family mm-hmm. nepotism. Yeah. Um, however, like, like however I can. And just, like, do what I love. Because I, I, that makes me respect him so much, honestly. Because <laughs> also, his acting is, like, so... The Ugh. campus thing about the movie is yeah. his acting. Because it's absolutely terrible. And I love it. It's he, so funny. Yeah. Did you notice that he's, like, doing German expressionism? Like, he, he like, is being Nosferatu from... Or yes, he's being I Count Warlock like, from okay. Nosferatu. Okay. Okay. That was not even my hottest take. Are you ready for my hottest take? Oh, my God. I, I can't wait. I realized this, like, like, three quarters into the movie. I was mm. like, holy shit, that's that. So, do you remember... <laughs> the the vine of that one person who mm-hmm. was like on all levels except physical i am a wolf <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i do i, I remember like, that i feel like peter is the same but for vampires <laughs> he's like on all levels except physical i am a vampire yes towards like after he's bitten mm-hmm. and it, just think about it it makes so much sense that is mm-hmm. exactly what's happening because he's like impersonating with his whole psyche yeah he's impersonating this like random vampire character and he doesn't even like sunlight doesn't even burn him he just like no. pretends yep when he can see it when he it's like behind him he doesn't react at all yeah and like that is great because i also minored in psychology and so I'm oh. into any kind of interesting psychology stuff. He um, he does exhibit a lot of behaviors in this movie. That's how my friend Stina put it when when she first watched it. Wait, Stina from our school? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you ever met her. She was a. I did. She, yeah. We were in the same LCD class. She's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. She's cool as hell. Yeah. She uh yeah she was on the podcast once. Um. She's seen the movie twice, actually. She, like, watched it on her oh. own after watching it the first time, which kind of freaked me out. I was like, what? whoa, seeing this movie on my letterbox feed is, like, unworldly when it's not me. <laughs> okay, I just want to say on, mm-hmm. like, to your face, I want to say it again, you are the backbone of my letterbox. Also, yes. like, I know that you are for many other people as well because oh really? You're, like the most generous, generous liker of oh. reviews. 
It's true. And I give really high ratings to like kind of bad movies. No, no, I'm talking about like people's reviews, like your friends' oh, reviews. Yes, you yes, like that too. them a lot. And I <laughs> may or may not have like stalked a certain someone from your likes. <laughs> A person I recently broke up with. Oh, sure, but, sure. Um, I was like, yeah. <laughs> wheels were turning in my head. I was like, who could that be? <laughs> yeah, because I unfollowed him everywhere. But uh. um, anyways, I just want to say I love, like, I really enjoy being your mutual on Letterboxd. Anyone it's... who doesn't follow Cassie on Letterboxd should. Hell, you yeah. Should do I don't know what your username is, but. It's, uh, we're getting into the plug segment early, but it's Paneranoid, spelled like it sounds. Uh, Paneranoid, yes. Exactly. Yeah, we'll do, th- we'll right. do that later um, at, the, at the end of the recording. Yeah. Um, cool. but, so, uh, yeah. yeah, on all levels except physical, Peter is a vampire, and he yes. is um, absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know why I said New York is a character? Yeah. Um, it's not just the montages. Mm-hmm. It's also the camera angles and the camera um, movements. Like, we mm-hmm. see a lot of times this, like, voyeuristic kind of perspective. And then also there are certain times when, like, the camera is as if, like, approaching Peter. It's, like, moving towards his apartment or something. So yeah, that's why I thought that. I also think the people of New York are, like represented kind of genuinely in this movie as well yes yes. and i think that's because Mm -hmm. they actually just shot on the street before nicholas cage was famous so like uh like people didn't know who he was and so like during those scenes where he's like walking around the street wailing and like walking in the middle of the road those are real people in cars like stopping and yelling at him and honking at him and being like get the fuck out of the road buddy yeah. So, and like all the people that just walk right by him and ignore him, I don't think are paid extras. I think they're just regular New Yorkers who see this and like, yep, okay, and then just walk by it. Because <laughs> that's what you do when that's you live in best. New York. That's the best way to shoot films, I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good to know because mm-hmm. it just adds so much more depth to those reactions because <laughs> they're real. Um, <laughs> Imagine, like, seeing Nicolas Cage lose his mind on the street, and then, like, a few years later, you see him on a movie poster of, like, mm-hmm. I don't know when Moonstruck came out, or, you know, like, I, or something that he's famous in, and be like, didn't I see that guy on the street? I think Moonstruck came out, like, right after this, too, because, like, he, I think he almost left this movie to go work on Moonstruck. But he was, like, so obsessed with the script of this movie and, like, the character that he wanted to do this movie, even for no money. No money? He did this for free? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he officially did it for free, but it was, like, the sentiment. He was, like, he was willing to do this for free because he loved the character so much and loved what he wanted to do He loved the character so much. That's kind of worrying. Yeah, it's I a little... hated him when. He, spoiler alert: when he died in the end, I was like, "Fucking finally!" Oh my god, <laughs> like he's a menace to. Also, disclaimer: I take things so literally. Mm-hmm. Like it's my neurodivergence. I feel like, but I, like, I don't mean to be mean. I just like I usually like can't watch the t- style of comedy 
that's mm-hmm. like people fucking up like over and over and over and like people knocking things down and yeah. uh like that kind of body comedy that where like a bunch of bad stuff happens and yeah. everybody laughs i don't mm-hmm. it makes me so anxious like i mm-hmm. just can't see that like i prefer to just to skip over it so i do take everything literally so that's where i'm coming from mm-hmm. i don't mean to be mean but um yeah i was like in very very relieved when at the end he was like that also is there kind of like an incestuous vibe to alva and her brother i don't know that's that's never a question that's really been posed on the podcast before i (laughs) i never read it that way but i'll tell you why because i always i always see them as like just brother and sister because i think despite all facts to the contrary do you remember that scene where Peter calls, um, he calls Dr. Glazer while he's got the vampire fangs in his mouth? And she's like, it's like yeah. nighttime and she's like, just had oh, sex or whatever. Yeah. And then that guy comes in and like kisses her on yeah. the cheek. I think that guy's Emilio. Oh. Yeah. And it's purely based on vibes and like the fact that he looks the same. Because even in the credits, it says that he is not, he's played by a different guy. But I just Mm -hmm. think that was like a coincidence. I think there may have been like a scheduling conflict. I think that that is Emilio. And I want to know how you feel about that. If you think that is, uh, there's any um, truth to that statement. Um, All I can say is, if so, slay, you know. Good Good for for them. Yeah. Good for her. Um but the reason I said the incestuous thing is mm-hmm. because I don't know also his I don't know how to say this so like I also speak English as a second language so yeah. I feel like that's my qualifier for saying what I'm about to say yeah of course Um, they her family is also like uh their native language is probably Spanish. That's yes. how they sound like. However, Emilio specifically, not anyone else in that family, Emilio specifically, he like skips certain words when he's speaking. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like he like as if like someone who doesn't speak English at all tried to remember certain words, like certain mm-hmm. lines and would try to speak it. Like he... I forgot like... If I could just like pull up the movie, I'll show you. Yeah. But, like he, the way he speaks is kind of eerie. That's like because of this. Like he Interesting. Instead of for example saying like um how are you doing? He would say like how doing or something. Like mm. he would skip over words that second uh like people who speak English as a second language wouldn't. Mhm. Cuz it wouldn't make sense. So, like, it's just a weird thing that he does, I I noticed. Yeah, um, yeah. See, this is so why I'm glad. So it makes it more eerie. Yeah. I, I'm glad we have you for this episode, because <laughs> I, as someone who speaks English as my first language, would never have noticed that, even if I watched it 52 times. This is my 27th watch, and that's never occurred to me. 27th? Yes. This How was... are you? <laughs> huh? 
How are you doing mentally after 27 <laughs> times of watching this uh, one I'm, movie? I'm okay. Uh, the movie is growing <laughs> a little tiresome, but I think, uh, I think I can, I think I can overcome that. Me and, me and, me and Matt are, are, we're optimistic about it. Um, plus I have okay. some special watches in the chamber. I don't know. I don't know if you've listened to any of the episodes, but we've done some crazy shit. We, I think the craziest thing we've done so far is we, we did something called the Morb Swap, where... I put the audio of this movie under the movie Morbius. And I took the audio from Morbius and put it in this movie. And we both watched those. Oh, my God. Which was actually the worst Wait, watch. Morbius isn't, isn't that longer than this? It's just like a few minutes longer. Or actually, it's a few minutes shorter. So um, when you're watching Vampire's Kiss with Morbius underneath it... Uh, there's a lot of like credits music under like the last scene where Emilio kills. Um, I love that. Peter I love Lowe. that. <laughs> yeah, That's great. It, it it was an interesting watch. It was not as entertaining as I was hoping. The best watch, honestly, since you've seen the movie already, you should watch American Psycho at the same time that you watch this movie. I like American Psycho. I also like American um, Psycho. I like it more because of this movie, weirdly enough. <laughs> because of this movie. I did actually think about American Psycho as I was watching this. I was like, if this is as if like a film student tried mm-hmm. to remake American Psycho some, mm-hmm. in some way. From I, like you said, when you first mentioned we went to film school together, mm-hmm. I some of these ideas that these kids were pushing, mm-hmm. I was like, you are either bullshitting, like you were bored and you couldn't think of anything and you're just like saying whatever you think of first, mm-hmm. or I'm worried about you. Because the <laughs> ideas would be like so bad that I was like, yeah. okay, I, let's let's unpack why. <laughs> <laughs> I, almost miss, I almost miss film school in that way. Because I miss being, I like, I kind of miss being around artists who would make their own stuff. Like being in LA right now, I I do know a lot of artists and I know like a lot of people who are in the industry, but the problem is they're not making their own art. They're like working for studios. So like they're too exhausted to make any of their own stuff because the studios are like working them to the bone. And I'm just like... Capitalism, baby. uh Huh? Capitalism, baby. Uh, Yep. That's that's it. Um, (laughs) That is literally it. Yeah. But I, yeah. I do, I miss that I part miss of like, movies. yeah, I, I locate do too. I don't miss directing them, but I miss being part of them. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been thinking about it. Like I need to find a screenwriter because writing is the area of filmmaking that I'm the worst at. Mm. And that's why I haven't been able to like start anything. Yeah. Cause you, you could, you would say like. Just write something and shoot it, you know? But, like, I literally cannot write, and I don't like to. I feel like mm. it's usually bad. I feel so like, I want to find yeah. a script and, like, make it happen. Or, like, I want to make a music video, but I don't know any musicians. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I um, I feel like the opposite is true. I like, I like writing, but I don't like the actual, like, ex- <laughs> executing of it. I'm just like, someone mm-hmm. else take this do with it what you will 
if I can be on the sound crew. I mean, yeah, hey, listen, if I if I, mean, I have, <laughs> I'm making it one of my goals of next year uh, to write something. So I'll let, I'll keep in touch. Okay. Okay. Um, Coolio. Um, but Worst yeah. Worst case, I can do your entire post production. Hell yeah, dude. I, th- I'm also so bad at that. <laughs> I take 10 I, minutes I'm to... I'm a post person. Yeah. I, like, I... All, my current job is, like, an assistant editor, so... Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I love to edit. I love to color. Mm. I don't love to sound edit, but mm-hmm. I love to sound design. Yeah. And I can do all that and more. Yeah. Me speaking yeah. speaking of anyways what did you what did you think of this movie's sound design the music's great right i hated right? it i hated oh. it, I hated it. I hated really it. tell me about yeah. it yeah because you only hear like one or two things that are happening on the screen mm-hmm. like for example when the the last bar the club scene where yes. he gets like kicked out yeah at the end while he's going in you only hear like a few people talking and mm. then like his footsteps. Nothing else. Or maybe like mm. some street sounds. Yeah, um, yeah. But like you don't hear what you're actually seeing. So it takes you out of the like moment, I feel like. It's like not serving the film yeah. when you do that. And like when he like punches someone to go in, you only hear the punch. <laughs> And then he goes, like, nobody reacts, nobody. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, if some rando, like, punched a bodyguard in front of me, I'd be like, what the fuck? Or, like, <laughs> at least. <laughs> I might laugh. You know? Yeah. That's Or, yeah, you might laugh. That's interesting. I'm The problem with me, I think, is that I, I keep having subtitles on for this, and the music distracts the hell out of me. Because the mm. lyrics, I, I noticed that the extremely legal way that I watched this movie um, had... Uh, subtitles for the lyrics of the song and it's never had that before yeah usually when i'm watching this like the subtitles don't have like this the subtitles don't appear for any music but they were appearing this time and the lyrics to the song were like so distracting because i never really paid attention to them and it was just like really distracting me from everything although i did notice some very interesting extras. So I, I wonder what the costume department was doing or they were just letting anyone come in. The and... costume department, I feel like the most successful department in this movie. Agreed. Yes. I would say. And the production design. I liked it. I mm-hmm. think they did a good job with what they were given. I'm assuming the budget was like $2. So they... It was pretty low. They pulled through. Mm-hmm. Um... I think that all the office scenes were shot in like an abandoned building. Um, and I, I would honestly believe that the club scene was shot in that same abandoned building. <laughs> if I had to guess, probably. I, I mean, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, I didn't watch it with subtitles. I just watched the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, like the reason I say I didn't like the sound design is because you don't hear the stuff you're supposed to be hearing. I. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, we're supposed to be here. There's some, um, there's definitely some weird. You know, it's there. all subjective. Yeah. Um, um, okay, I'm looking through 
the rest of my notes. Okay, I want to talk about three more things. Yeah, sure. Um, Absolutely. Before I forget. Yeah. Um. Okay, so the... Oh, I forgot to say... Oh, my God. Um. The only physical change he has after air coats becoming a vampire yeah is he develops like a grew like from the minions posture he just like <laughs> yeah has that posture and that is the only physical change that he goes through and it's so funny i was laughing um, <laughs> which i think he is, did that i think it's his him trying to be like count orlock from nosferatu yes exactly it's yeah. him like impersonating like i said mm-hmm. and yeah that was funny and then the second thing I noticed is ev- in every single scene, almost all of the extras, like very rarely the extras are like a single person. Mm-hmm. It's always couples. Yes. Well, I think that's on purpose. Yes. Like now knowing the background information that you gave mm-hmm. me, it makes sense. Yeah. But I noticed that and I was like, interesting. And... Also, obviously, this movie does not pass the Bechdel test or any other similar tests at no. all. And I checked. There's, like, no women in the decision-making positions. Well, the, there's almost one. And there is a scene that where they, I don't think they're talking. Well, maybe. I don't know. I, I'd have to look over the details of the Bechdel test. But that scene so where the director, that, Robert that old- Bierman, producers... Derek Gibson, John Daly, Barry Shills, or Barbara Zitwer. Is that the X? That's the X, yeah. Okay. Um, I, it, um, I think that scene with the old woman asking if Alva's okay, does that does that pass? I actually don't know. Um, does her mom have a name? Oh, they don't have names. I forgot they have to be named. No, I don't think her you, mom yeah, has a name. I think forget. she's just Alva's mom, yeah. and that old woman is, I just think, old woman. Yeah, so... Um, you got me If there. they have names, mm-hmm. that may that may be passing, but, like, barely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they have names, so... Anyways. Yeah, I like well, that old woman. Yeah, last thing, it's another serious thing, and <clears throat> this mm-hmm. may be me taking stuff too literally but i don't know i just think that like this movie was insanely um it was just insanely like sexist for no reason oh when it absolutely. didn't have to be yeah, yeah yeah and i was so disturbed by a lot mm. of the scenes first of all the first girl that he hooks up with gets fully naked mm-hmm. when he has all of his clothes on which i hate in movies yes I when also hate that. Only the woman mm-hmm. is naked. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't realize she had a name. I was like watching this. I was like, she doesn't even have a name. And she's just like naked. And she's mm-hmm. like being there. She's there only as an object. I was like so angry. And um, then I realized her name is Jackie, I think. Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. And then we see her again. So that was like, all right, fine. Yeah, and, she um, comes back a few times. Still pisses me off but anyway um not as bad and then uh-huh. like the the r word that happens yes towards the end i like what the fuck was the purpose of this movie to begin with and what was the purpose of that that's like, yeah that's a scene matt and i have not really explored just because it seems so 
unnecessary. Uh, it is. Like, the, the anything else could have happened to illustrate that he thinks he's a vampire and, like, to get those blanks in his mouth. Like, because I think that's, like, a good... Like, I think that's a... The point of the scene is to put the blanks in his mouth and him not knowing they're blanks and him thinking he's a vampire. But I feel like we could have done that in a different way that did not, yes. did not like, result yes. in the assault of this poor woman. Oh, my God. She goes through so much. Yeah. Alva's, Alva's... Oh, my God. Ugh. Um... um. No, yeah, you're, you're right, mm-hmm. and I think that it's like indicative. In, wait, what's that word? Indicative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's indicative of like a huge pattern that I see in mm. men who are like over the age of forty. Yeah. I feel like people you tend to use that specific act. Uh, or like mention that specific mm-hmm. act or like use it as a metaphor or as a joke mm-hmm. so like nonchalantly especially they, they in just, the 80s like, throw it around yeah especially in the 80s mm-hmm. and um like even now like if you talk to old people and if they're like talking about some random thing and they'll just throw that word in there and it's just like what hmm. <laughs> what are you talk like i it's, guess I don't it's just like to, especially yeah men like using struggles that are most likely not theirs to mm. make a point air yeah. quotes ma- like make a point yeah that i really don't like like i don't use um for example the holocaust or ing- indigenous genocide or yeah. any kind of stuff that i am not a part of mm-hmm. to, as a metaphor yeah. to express anything and like I'm not saying men don't get assaulted. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of these people who use this yeah, um, it, as a metaphor, they, they, it's not an experience they have had. Yeah, so, violence against women is more often what is on display in these kinds of movies because of men's sort of disregard for it in the directing even the field. the dancers in front of his house the choreography was like the guy slapping the girl the mimes oh my god yeah yeah those mimes Anyways, man that <laughs> on that account i really hated the movie yeah um but if you disregard it it was one of the most camp pieces of art i've ever seen it's the 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 force of the performance is so just bewildering that it's like, hard to analyze yeah. the movie. It's like really just you really have to like get in there. It's like the Carly Kloss of the eighties, like looking camp right in the eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> Do you know what I'm referring to? Like the Met Gala stuff? Yes, yes I do. I I, I remember <laughs> I remember that that theme of of the the Met Gala. Mm-hmm. What a time! Um, yep. Uh I was there was something I was gonna say. I for, oh, um, I want to return to you mentioning um, mm-hmm. Nick Cage not getting naked. While I do agree it's bullshit that I didn't get na- that he didn't get naked. Um, I think 
I think there's a reason for that. And I think it was the director. Because I feel like Nick Cage, I want to believe since he's such, he's so obsessed with <laughs> acting and like mm-hmm. being like a, like an auteur actor. I, I want to believe that he would get totally naked for a role. Oh, he would totally get naked. He would exactly he would do like body modifications for a role. I feel like he would go that yeah. far. So I think he was super down to get naked for this role, but I think the directors didn't want him to, probably because they didn't think men needed to be naked. But Nick Cage also definitely has a tattoo on his back, and you can kind of see it in one of the shots, the the shot really? where he's like shaving and he cuts himself. There's like they zoom in a little bit on his, or they they like just it's just slowly zooming in on him. And you can see on his um his like left shoulder blade, just just ever so faintly, there's definitely a tattoo there. Um, and I haven't looked up what it is because I love. <clears throat> I didn't the... have enough like foundation to cover it up. I feel like ah uh, they I I guarantee you this makeup budget was all for Jennifer Beals and Jackie and maybe Alva. I actually don't know. Um, they they uh, spent it all on vampire fangs. Hmm? Oh, yeah. It, but it was $3, so... <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I don't know what the tattoo is because I haven't looked it up. But what do you think it is? What do you think... What do you think is, is on this the is back the of... This is the first I'm hearing of it. I don't know. Um, well, so, what do you think it... Like, disregarding what Nicolas Cage would get on his body, what do you think Peter mm-hmm. Lowe would have tattooed on his back? I would say like the American Psycho character, but I feel like they, these movies came out at the same time. But so I love that you said that. I um, I love that you said that because <laughs> f- so some fucked up facts about this. This movie came out before even the book American Psycho came out, so it predates it by like something like oh wow six or seven years. I don't remember. I think the book came out in like ninety seven. Or something. Oh, same. Yeah, right? Um, And then the movie came out in like 2000. Um, But me and Matt... Me and Matt have been like... Okay, yeah. Deep in belief that Patrick Bateman and Peter Lowe knew each other and grew up around the same time. It's in the same cinematic universe. Yes, same cinematic universe. And that they were both like into each other and then patrick mm. bateman embraced the corporate life and peter lowe tried to embrace his artistic wants but he's not a good artist so he then became a publisher through nepotism and you know lost his mind um so the fact that this you is like the losing your mind in new york cinematic universe <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> going insane inside an office building <laughs> cinematic universe going insane in New York City Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I want to make a list. We should make a letterbox list of movies. I agree. Like I, I don't know where Martin takes place, but I, I feel like it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> what did you say? Oh, there's a movie called Martin where it's a similar concept where a guy gets bit by a vampire and he doesn't know if he's really turning into oh. a vampire or not. Okay. Um. Well... Yeah, I think the best depiction of, like, someone turning into a vampire was in 
the first season of What We Do in the Shadows. Of, mm-hmm. um, yes. I forgot her character's name, but it's uh, the Jonah Hill's sister or cousin, that girl. I remember she was very funny. I really liked her. What's her name? Oh my god. Um, I forgot her name. Beanie F- Fieldstein? Fieldstein? Yes. How did she say her last name? She was She was also in Booksmart, wasn't she? That's correct. Ugh, she was she so fucking got married. funny. Huh? She's amazing. She, she recently got married. To who? Um, to, I don't know. I don't think she's famous, but mm. um, now Beanie has a wife. Good for her. She's thriving in the movie business. Good for her. You love um, to see it. Love love her. Um, She's it. so funny. Um Yeah, you know, uh I do you have any final thoughts about the movie cuz we're we're approaching the end of our time and we got to do oh, okay. two more things. <clears throat> cool, cool. Um let me go through my notes again. Mhm. Um do 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 do. Oh, I said that there's definitely a feet thing going on. Yes. Somewhere in the movie. It, it's the beginning <laughs> of the movie. Like, it, it pans to yeah. Peter Lowe's feet because he didn't get time to put his socks on before running away from the bat. But then it pans to Alva's feet. And I'm like, why did we do that? Because she's just wearing normal shoes and stockings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so the last thing I wrote that I didn't mention yet is... Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, the movie does literally no character development mm-hmm. for, I'm going to say it, like, not even for Peter. Like, um, it's just, like, we see these two characters together and, like, they're supposed to, like, we don't know the extent of their relationship and, like, we don't know what Peter feels for them and, like, why this person is significant. Because mm-hmm. when, like, he goes crazy over Jackie's note, I was like, wait, why does he care? Yeah, like, right? I was like, why is he so pressed? Like, I I didn't understand <laughs> the dynamics between these people. Like, the vampire, obviously, she bites people, and then they become obsessed with her. That's yeah. I get that. Did you think she was um, really a vampire? Because I, I think she's really a vampire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Why would I not think she's a vampire? Uh, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people on the show... I didn't believe it at first, but a lot of people on the show have said that, and Annika made a really good point about it in the episode she was on. Uh, they go so. by they, them. Oh, is it just they, them now? God, I haven't talked to yeah. them in so long. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they made a great point about believing fully that she's a vampire and that she is just doing this to ruin Peter's life. Um... Uh, yes, yes, I would think so, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm glad we're all on the same page. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's definitely a vampire. Hell yeah. Um, we love we yeah. love that for but, her. Um, we love that for her. I loved their letterbox review. It's just, um... <laughs> <laughs> and I could hear it in my brain. Like, I could hear their voice in my brain. <laughs> um... <laughs> And, you know, it's a very appropriate reaction to the movie because, like, what the fuck, totally. man? It's... Ugh. Exactly. exactly. If any... That's why I asked you, are you okay? Like, to watch a movie... Because I would do this for, like, pri- probably Pride and Prejudice or any kind of movie that I genuinely love and mm-hmm. love to watch. Yeah. But, like, 
not this. So like, I don't know. I Take I care just, of yourself, man. I worry about <laughs> doing that with a movie I like though, because I love the movie Jennifer's Body. You know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I watch that every week for a year, I would end up not liking it after that year. And I don't want to do that to that movie. I love that movie. True. You should do an episode where you morb it with Jennifer's Body's audio. Oh, God. I can't do that to Jennifer's Body. I care too much about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that movie is it too is important. Great, <laughs> it's too it important is a to me. Movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? Speaking of movies we like, uh, since we're like sort of wrapping up the conversation... Uh, this is the, at the end of the podcast. I usually we usually like to recommend something to the audience to watch, um, or it, really it doesn't have to be movies. It can be anything. Matt, uh, mm-hmm. they they recommend uh, like music a lot. Uh, I've had people recommend games. Uh, some people have recommended art. Some people have recommended hobbies. I mostly do movies because okay. that's like all I watch. Um, so. Uh, do you have anything you want to... I'm the same, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, recently I saw... I've been watching a lot of 2022 movies lately. Mm, same. Um, go watch Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. That is one of the best films I've ever seen in my whole life. Mm. And it's, like, absolutely amazing. If I didn't know anything about it. I still don't know anything about it. It was, like, a it. YouTube shorts series. Oh, really? For, like, years. Huh. Yep. And it's the same people who made it. Wow, good for them. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's... I'm not going to say anything. You shouldn't look it up. You should mm-hmm. just go and watch it. It's like an hour and a half. It's not even long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the best movie length. <laughs> 90 minutes is the best <laughs> movie length. Yeah. Um, so was Vampire's Kiss. It was like almost 90 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it... I feel so, like it drags at the end with the therapist scene, but that's because Oh, it I've, totally does, oh, yeah. Gosh. I don't love that it scene. Totally does. But <laughs> you should watch Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. And also, um, I recently watched um, The Wonder, which just came out on Netflix with Florence Miss mm. Flo. Miss <gasps> Flo. Who know the Don't Worry Darling drama. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Wonder is really interesting because I feel like it's a period piece, but it's so timely. It's so contemporary because mm-hmm. it's about kind of like a ideological clash between extremely religious people and like science like scientists so it's Hmm. you know like interesting you know the the state of the world that it that we're in right now yeah uh it's not great so um Mm. (laughs) it shows that like clash in a way that never judges anyone so it's like you uh. s- it's the movie's from the main character's perspective and you mm-hmm. see what her thoughts are about different situations but the movie itself doesn't like um antagonize mm-hmm. anyone or any belief it's very sympathetic yeah which i loved mm-hmm. um yeah it's a good movie so hell yeah yeah um those are some great recommends uh very thoughtful. I recommend. I'm gonna go just plow right ahead with some genre recommends because that's all I watch oh, is genre right. movies. <laughs> cool, cool, um, the I first, noticed that. Yeah. They're also both 2022 movies. Funnily enough, um, 
one of them. Mine is, too. Oh my god. Yeah, we're we're. I just I'm I'm trying to watch more movies from this year before it ends because I want to fill out my Same. like 2022 ranked letterbox <laughs> list. <laughs> Same. Oh my god. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, so the first one I want to recommend is a movie called Confess Fletch. It is a, frankly, it's like in my top five this year. It's so good. It's mm-hmm. this like uh, sort of murder mystery slash like art theft mystery starring John Hamm as this like kind of goofy, very like. Uh, He's just so... He's a very funny investigative journalist named Fletch. Um, He's a good comedy actor. Yeah, and I feel like like, no movies have really put him front and center with the comedy. But this movie is just like, here's John Hamm. Here's how funny he is. Here's how hot he is. It's so good. Um, Have you seen Tag? Tag? No, but I've heard it's good. It is so funny. When it came out, nobody liked it. Everybody was like, this is such a bad comedy movie. It's it's so bad. I was like, what are you talking about? It's so funny. I watched it like three times that year. It, it's so hilarious. Please and watch it. You know Everybody's what? Everybody's amazing. I'm, I'm pulling it up to add to my to watch list later. Um, All right. And then the other movie I have to recommend is... It's. I learned this recently. It's done. It's the. It's done by the same director who made Mean Creek. It's called. Um, He's watching, um, and it's this. It's a. It's this like really small indie horror movie with these two kids, and it's like kind of found footage, but it's like very experimental with the found footage and makes it feel very like alien, like like something is watching these children. Um, and you mm. see things that like you don't think you would see or you can't tell if it's like cinematography or if something is carrying a camera on these people's house. It's really weird. Um, and it's about these kids whose parents are in the hospital during like this weird disease pandemic thing. you know. And oh, no. during the course of them like dealing with that, something starts watching them and starts messing with them. And it's like. Ooh. It's kind of freaky and very dreamlike, and I really liked it. Um, it oh, felt cool. very genuine, which I liked. Um, that's nice. But um, yeah, I mean that's the case for most like indie films because they make it because they want to make it exactly not for money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, I can I get like two seconds? Yeah, I sure. Realized that I've I only recommended America like. English speaking movies, and as your first international guest, I feel like it falls upon me to oh, sure. break a more <laughs> absolutely because I want to recommend uh, again a con- contemporary uh, movie. It's called Hit the Road by Pana Panahi. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, from 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a chaotic family road trip with um, their two sons. The dad's uh, like his he broke his foot so he can't move much mm. uh the mom is like trying not to go crazy and the son is like the very silent and responsible one of the family and then they have this little child like 8 years old and he's screaming everywhere and he's so <laughs> funny and this movie is one of the most heartfelt like beautiful films i've seen 
out of Iran, and I love Iranian cinema. I mm. love to watch movies from them. I, They're almost always amazing. Yeah, They're almost always five stars. Agreed. Like, I have not seen a bad movie from Iran. Um, I recently watched your your like <laughs> your uh, Discord and Twitter namesake Taste of Cherry. <gasps> yes, oh, so good, so good. Taste of Cherry <laughs> is insane. It's yeah, so underrated. Incredibly, it is one of the most popular Iranian films. I feel like it's still underrated. <laughs> like, it <laughs> needs to be appreciated more. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Anyways, watch Hit the Road. Um, mm-hmm. It's you. It. I love it because you don't understand what the movie's about until, like, very much towards the end, and you're like, "Oh my god, that is what they're trying to do." And yeah, it's great. That's how I watch. felt watching a different Kiarostami movie, uh, Close Up. I didn't understand what that movie was about mm. until the very end. And I was like, oh my God, Jesus Christ. We watched that in my Ways of Seeing Cinema class with Deborah, me and... Uh, I, we didn't... Jim Finn never showed us that. So I never got to see it until very recently. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine Jim Finn showing that. Jim's He's got style eclectic taste. Different. I... Okay, I have to say, if Jim Finn is out there hearing listening to this you were one of the best teachers i've ever had i love him yeah. so much he is so amazing shout out to jim finn <laughs> he gave me he gave me the best like advice and criticism of my work that mm-hmm. i didn't understand at the time i only understood it after a certain time has passed mm-hmm. and i was like thinking about it i was like man jim said that and i and I didn't understand it. I wish I did yeah. back then. Anyways, I appreciate him a lot. Yeah. yeah he's he's one of the plugs. Uh, you know, check out Jim Finn and his his stuff. I've not seen any of it, totally. but... <laughs> Same. Um, I purposefully did not watch anything that our direct, like our teachers made, except never, rarely, sometimes, always. But I never took Eliza's class, so... Oh, I, I watched Beach Rats, yeah. and I did see Eliza's. I, I did take eliza's class um she's cool shout out to eliza hitman um all right last thing uh thank you for being on the show it has been a huge pleasure to have you um it was a pleasure to be here it we would love to have you again um is there anything you want to plug here uh, here at the end of the show um not really I like you said I'm one of those people who are like working for other people and not making art but mm. hopefully if I am a guest again and I have something to plug I will um I'm plugging all the movies that I mentioned. Hell yeah. <laughs> Likewise. Um, so yeah. Follow us follow us both on Letterbox. I feel like you've got really like great reviews. You should Honestly, Thank you should plug you. your letterbox. I take it way too seriously. Okay, Me too. I'm plugging my letterbox. My username is at SNRikan, which is my name. Um, it's E-S-E-N-A-R-I-K-A-N. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know. I feel like I use letterbox reviews to practice writing. Same. And also, I forget literally everything. Uh, so I it's yeah. it's my diary it's my own archive primarily that's the main purpose of the account exactly because yeah. I will forget if I mm. have watched this film or not <laughs> I spend time like going back and reading my letterbox reviews and like thinking about the movies after like, like totally. oh yeah I like that movie <laughs> totally 
I do that too. Uh, yeah, follow me on Letterboxd too. I'm Paneranoid, P-A-N-E-R-A-O-I-D. I think I got that right. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Shout out to Letterboxd. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, thank you all for listening. It's my favorite website. I'm <laughs> yeah. so serious. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks everyone, everyone for, for listening. listening. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Cassidy. I've been SN. Taste of Cherry. <laughs> At Taste of Cherry. Um, uh, yeah. Have, have a great night, everyone. <laughs> have a good morning to those in this side of the world. <laughs> <laughs>